Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Oscar Meyer had changed the name of the Wienermobile to the Frank Mobile, but now says it's changing back. That's what happens when Phil and Frank demand royalties. Uh, you gotta pay. Okay. Did you talk yourself out of a nice little bonus? Nice little check? Well, there were negotiations that took place. Okay. Right. My guy called their guy. I didn't My cousins Rocco and Vinny ruined it. They demanded money <laughs> in an unconventional way. Let's I am not that touching way. that. I'm not going anywhere near that. Welcome to PTI. Tony's taking the day off. So I am once again joined by our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. That's a good Tuesday greeting. Let's start with Joe Burrow and the Bengals edging the Rams for their first win of the season. Burrow didn't play great with his strained right calf, but said after the game, quote, there is risk to go out there and potentially re-injure it, but there's also the risk to not go out there and be 0-3. Close quote. Frank. Did the risk of losing this game outweigh the risk of losing Burrow? You know what? I think it did. Joe Burrow said it as well. 20 years ago, we don't even discuss this. They go out and play because it's football. I get it now. We look at the sport differently, but I think Joe Burrow knows the math here. They lose this game, and if, if he misses any more games, maybe the season's going to be over for Cincinnati. This is what we know about Joe Burrow. Big-time competitor, and obviously, you talk about leadership. He's not nearly 100%. He's just not... The same. He threw 31 times in the first half, 49 in the game. Didn't throw a touchdown pass. Gutted it out. They won because of their defense. It says a lot about Joe Burrow. Games like this, they resonate with the rest of the team. Jamar Chase didn't even want him to play. See, that's, that's, that's the important part. But resonate. he did catch 12 passes, so after the game, he, he did. Jamar that. Chase is, is amazing. Yep. But it resonates with the team. Look, there are places where the quarterback play can be pretty good. Doesn't mean that guy leads the team emotionally. Yeah. That's right. Joe Burrow. As young as he is, and it seems like this from day one, he leads that team. They believe in him. They're going to follow him. And so it was important for him to be out there. And, yes, this is still football, I think. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I like what you said. 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, 90 years ago. It's not a question. That guy's going out there. We know people who did it. We know people who limp yep. noticeably because they did it. But this is what they did. And Joe Burrow is sort of a, a, a flashback to that in some ways, a throwback right. to that in some ways. So, yeah, so I give him credit for realizing the urgency of the situation, even though we're still fairly early. You go 0-3. Yeah. The yeah. numbers on that are, are so against you. You're not making the playoffs. Now I know it's a, they've increased the season to 17 games, blah, blah, blah. It's not like the old 14 and 16-game seasons. But the Bengals needed Joe Burrow last night, and he knew it. Yeah, there's only 17 of them. I think, and I think that's how a lot of the players look at it. We've seen Patrick Mahomes like this. And when a guy misses yeah. a game like Patrick Mahomes, you're thinking, wow, he really must be hurt. They won because of the defense. Logan Wilson had two interceptions. The defense, they sacked Matthew Stafford six times in the game. That's why they, they won the game. They pressured Matthew Stafford in oh. a way we are not yep. used to seeing the Bengals. Yep. Even a team, the Super Bowl team, I don't remember them having no. this sort of, just sort of demonic pass rush 
to force a team out of what it was doing like they forced the Rams out of yeah. it last night. But let me, what do you think about this? So I heard Aaron Rodgers say on ESPN, he said that he spoke to Joe Burrow during the week. So we know what it is. Aaron Rodgers, calf injury, ended up blowing out his Achilles. We all know about Kevin Durant in 2019. We were yeah. both there in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. That was from a calf injury. I'm sure Burrow so I think or his people said, hey, it's, what it's are you talking mind, about here? Right? Yeah, it should be. There's got to be some – look, risk doesn't mean throw caution to the wind. I mean, you may decide to ignore it anyway, but you got to investigate, yeah. right? There's too much intel out there now, and people have these relationships. 20 years yeah. ago, that conversation. And I also think what you get, I think a lot of times people confuse leadership with maybe giving some kind of rah-rah speech. A lot of times the perfect Follow example me. of leadership is the best player who's making all that money play. willing to go out there Follow and play, me. and they gutted that That's game right. out as they did. Hey. All right, in Monday night's other game, the Eagles rolled over the Bucks in Tampa. Jalen Hurts, he fought through flu-like symptoms and got help from a running game that put up 201 yards. All right, Mike, the Eagles, they're now 3-0. and Yeah. Where do you place them among the league's best teams? Okay, there are only three teams in this discussion right now. The Cowboys fell out yep. with a thud. So the three teams are, in whatever order, 49ers, Dolphins, Eagles. And, That's what we're talking put about. The, just put the Chiefs on the outside looking in. Yeah. Two I mean, and one, I, and they won the Super Two and one, and they lost a the game. And then, yeah. I, I, Sorry. I mean, that right now, I'll get yeah. a clean. The Chiefs may very well be at the top of this list yep. in two, more, two or three more weeks. But Niners, Dolphins, Eagles. And I, I, don't, I can't separate them. I don't think the Dolphins defensively are as formidable as the Eagles or 49ers. So if yep. I'm going to do this and I'm, you know, an NFC guy and an NFC central guy where teams don't play offensively for decades, I'm, I'm, I'm predisposed to defense. I don't know. The, 40s and the 49ers and the Eagles, Frank, I, you could put them in a hat and toss the name out. Now, you come out just as fine to me. I don't see an edge there yet. One of those teams will emerge. I'll take the Eagles by a hair right now, a hair, but not much more than that over yeah. the Dolphins. I think what's impressive is they went to the Super Bowl. They've lost. We've seen this before where teams have that Super Bowl hangover after losing that game. That's right. They start the season 3-0. Jalen Hurts has not been great yet by any stretch of imagination. You talk about gutting out games. Look what he did yesterday playing. I mean, he's not at his best, and they still racked up 470 yards of total offense. And DeAndre Swift now is second in the league in rushing. So what they have – and this works, and this carries over to the playoffs. They have a running game, and they got a defense. And their defense was big time. What I like about this team, listen, Nick Sirianni, is he arrogant? Is he cocky? It works in that town. It works with that team. But what I love about Jalen Hurts, he's a humble guy who gets better every year. This was a guy, the last time he was in Tampa, two years ago in the playoffs, they lose 31-15. to 15. An assistant coach on Tampa is overheard saying, this kid can't read a defense. Yeah. Since that game in the regular season, with him starting, we saw this they've gone 17-1. and one. He gets better. We saw this. He, he gets better all the time. He's That's been right. getting better for the whatever it is, the six or seven years we've been paying attention to Jalen Hurts. And, Frank, I think it's important. He doesn't need to be spectacular. They are not dependent on some signature quarterback performance yeah. week after week after week. Some teams can be that. Sometimes you worry about the Chiefs yeah. doing that with Patrick Mahomes. But, but I'm, I'm with you on this. Defense and running game travels. Yep. You don't have to put the pressure on Jalen Hurts every single week. And he's getting better and is good enough on yeah. his own. So what element are you missing if you're the Eagles? Yeah. I know. Nothing. And, you're and, missing nothing. And again, if you go back to that playoff loss to Tampa, listen, it's his first playoff game. You're thinking, man, he's really struggling. 
And we've seen, like, the last couple of years, look where Justin Fields is. Look where Zach Wilson is. And you look where Jalen Hurts yeah. has been. He's already been to the Super Bowl. And, and now he's the Fine. quarterback of a 3-0 team. And, again, he hasn't played his best yet. So you They're going like, to get better. You sound like you're taking the Eagles narrowly over the Niners and Dolphins, I, I, too. I think I, I think I am because I think they're going to be tough to beat at home. And they played the 49ers last year. I get it. Brock Purdy got hurt. Yeah. But that defense on Philadelphia, that's that big time. Again. That's right. Let's move down the standings. Way down, Frank. The one and two Jets are wasting another great defensive season because Zach Wilson can't and the offense can't produce. Meanwhile, the Vikings are winless, and quarterback Kirk Cousins is in the final year of his contract, a lame duck in the land of 10,000 lakes. Does it make sense then, Frank, for the Vikings to trade Cousins to the Jets? You know, eventually it would. The problem is the trade deadline is October 31st. So you think about the division that Minnesota is in. 0-3 is, in theory, not the end of the world in that division. This is a team that went 13-4. and The problem is, last year they go 11-0 and in games decided by six points or less. Already this year, they're 0-3. That changes your season. It does. That, it changes and, and everything. You can see that dynamic. That wasn't and entirely unseen. How are you going to sell that? to the, the people of Minnesota if you got rid of him well, now. If you, you did it by it. October. But the problem is, Mike, by then, the Jets may be out of it because look at the division they're in. They got Buffalo and especially Miami. It's going to be hard yeah, to but beat. Here's how you sell it in Minnesota. You look at the draft, okay? Bear. And if you're talking about 0-3, and yes, they could be in a dead heat with the Bears in their own division to see who winds up stinking it out the most. Yep. But you look at the top of the draft that's coming. And you look at Caleb Williams and you look at Shadour Sanders and maybe you look at Bo Nix, although people are treating Bo Nix like he's not even in the yeah. – I'm, I'm like, did people watch Saturday's game? And I know, I know it doesn't down. matter because people will find out by the time we get to combines and personal workout <laughs> days and all this other stuff. They'll ignore yeah, yeah, yeah. completely the season that is. But you look at the three of those players, at least two of them at the top of the draft, Frank, that's how you sell it. We, you got a 35-year-old quarterback who you're paying a lot of money – who's never gotten you all yeah. the way there, there is how you sell it in Minnesota. So if you're, if you're a season ticket holder for the Minnesota Vikings, you're going to be okay with that if yeah. they get rid of him within yeah. the next two you're not gonna win. You're not winning with You're not winning with him. You're not beating they, the Eagles did go or the 49ers. I don't care what the record was. You know you're not going to put them in a class with the 49ers and the Eagles and maybe not even the Cowboys. Yep. So the, the, the Vikings are behind. I'm not even sure they can beat out Green Bay ultimately in that division. So, yes, you can sell it with franchise quarterback, a guy who could have two Heismans. You can't sell that in Minnesota. And, yeah, uh, you and can. Then if you're Minnesota, though, you're talking to the Jets. You know the Jets are desperate, even though Robert Sala is saying all the right things. Yeah, the best yeah. chance to win yeah. is still with Zach Wilson. You know, I don't believe that. If you're Minnesota, you knew the Jets want Kirk Cousins. You're really going to hold out to get the best package By the way, that you can. If you're Caleb Williams and Shadour Sanders, I'm going to limit it to them. Where do you want to wind up? And by the way, Chicago is in that sweepstakes in another three or four weeks if there's not dramatic improvement from that offense One. and Justin yeah. Fields. All of it, not just Justin Fields. You, you play for Minnesota, you're playing half your games indoors. Quarterbacks like that better, have more control. Yeah. You that know, factors in. Maybe Softy's like that better. He's, he's got a, that Chicago bias working again. He We're wants Caleb Williams break. in the Bears jersey. You had Bobby Douglas. Take it easy. <laughs> Bobby Douglas, I don't Good quarterback. Coming up, is the Big Ten or the Pac-12 more likely to produce a national champ? And speaking of Chicago, Wilbon's Cubs, they're clinging to a wild card spot. Will they keep it? 
At least one of your teams. If you ask me left, maybe. if I can get Caleb Williams or make the playoffs with the Cubs, which would I, which would I choose? Caleb Williams. You, Caleb. Get, you might get 15 to 20 years out of him. Yeah, well, I'd settle for 12. 12? Yeah. And how about five great ones? I'd settle for Bobby that. Douglas was good. I wasn't disrespecting him. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Time to pound Frank and toss up. What's first? Toss up which non-SEC conference is more likely to produce the national champion? The Big Ten or the Pac-12? I'm going to shock you with this. Because to me, right now, where we sit right now, it's the Pac-12, and it's not even close. Okay? Really? I mean, maybe that's Ryan Day calling here <laughs> to start to scream at me like he screamed yeah. at Lou Holtz like an idiot the other day. But the answer is the Pac-12, Frank. In whatever order you want to take them, and I'm going to yep. take them in the order I think they are in terms yep. of not the ranking. Oregon, Southern Cal, Utah, Washington. And I know they're all ranked below Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, but I don't believe in yep. any of the Big Ten teams, my conference, huh? at this time. I don't believe Ohio State, which is the best of them, is that good. Not yet. I got to see more Pac-12. Yeah, and USC was going to the playoff last year. Yes, and they lost yeah. to uh, Utah yeah. in the Pac-12 championship. Remember this, Michigan's two, Ohio State's four, Penn State's six. Two, four, six, eight. You're supposed to be a Big Ten guy. That's how you're supposed to Who appreciate, do I appreciate? By the way. Exactly. Nobody, nobody. All right, so nobody. Michigan has Penn State, Maryland on the road. Ohio State has Maryland, Penn State at home. And then, of course, the big game late in the season, Ohio don't State throw, will be a Don't Michigan. throw Maryland in as big. But all right, but they're undefeated. They're in, but I know the, they are. But that's having the a good point, season. though. The Pac 12, four teams in the top 10, six in the top 19. If this was last year, maybe the Pac 12 doesn't break up. And here's the crazy thing also about the Pac 12. If this is last year with Dion at Colorado, which right now everyone is in love with Colorado, there would be a bidding war. Maybe Colorado would end up in your Big Ten. But a Big Ten team will be – has a better I, chance I always thought that Colorado probably should be there ahead of certain other teams. You just want to hang out in Boulder so yes, absolutely. goes out there. Absolutely. Oregon, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Great. I'm sorry. People are just – they're always I, late catching on to Oregon yeah. since the Chip Kelly days. I want – let's be clear. I want a Pac-12 team. To be in the playoffs. Just to embarrass the whole situation. It'd be I'm great. With I'm with you. It'd be, it'd be tremendous to see the Pac 12 yeah, finally have Oregon, this happen. Washington State, uh, Washington, one of those teams. That's it. That. 
Let's take one last break, but still to come. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got one more. I do this all the time. One more. What's next? Toss up which teams will take the last two National League wildcard spots. The Diamondbacks, the Cubs, or the Marlins? This is hard for me, as you know. I mean, I want the Cubs. I'm rooting for the Cubs. The Cubs have the toughest schedule, at least in terms of Name opponents, name brand. We've clinched. got Atlanta, clinched. and we've got Milwaukee clinched. on the road clinched. all the games. The Marlins have the Mets and Pirates who stink. <laughs> the Diamondbacks have the White Sox who stink yeah. most. They got the Astros, but the Astros could have been could be in by then yeah. and have nothing to play for. But the Cubs, I, I want to say the Cubs, the Braves could be so set Yep. that they commit to not throwing any pitcher of consequence in the second and third games of that series, that's what gives me hope. That's going to lead me to say Diamondbacks and Cubs, although I'm struggling with this, Frank. Yeah, I think it's going to – I think because the Cubs are playing two teams out of clinch, I think that'll help them. What's bizarre about this whole thing, here we are in a pennant chase late in the season playing for a wild card, and you have Arizona of the National League playing two American League teams to end their season. Like, bad scheduling job. Terrible. They bad play the White Sox and obviously the Astros. Again, with the Cubs, the fact that the Braves have already clinched and the Brewers, they're going to try to get their rotation set. It's, they're not going to be uh, throwing their starter out there five, six so. innings. You wouldn't think so. And the Cubs seem to have recovered from losing eight of ten. Stroman is back out there now, which I believe brings a, gives a lift. The problem is Steele. Steele's had two awful, awful yeah. outings after being, to me, the leader for the Cy Young Chase in the National League. Two awful, awful outings. And I'm, I'm just wondering if his arm is dead. We're going to yeah. find out tonight. Yeah. But I hope you're right. Yeah. Diamondbacks haven't made the playoffs since 2017. It would be great if they can get in. Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling for them. Yeah. One thing also about the Marlins, they play the Mets and the Pirates. The Mets have been knocked out by the Marlins before late in the season. So now the Mets like have a chance. to return the favor. Exactly, return the favor. Marlins. So we'll see if that happens. The Marlins. Now that really is it. And we really are <laughs> going to take one last break. But still to come, Brianna Stewart takes home a second MVP. But will she take home a win tonight? And should we expect to see Lionel Messi playing tomorrow's U.S. Open Cup final? There's no load management when the trophy's at stake. That's you right. better play. Could be a second trophy. You know what the Cubs get if we even get in, apparently? It looks lines up for Milwaukee, and then the winner of that goes to the Dodgers. It'll make it sweeter if they win both those. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You need to get happy, people. Happy 42nd birthday, Serena Williams. 
the winner of 23 Grand Slam singles titles, one behind Margaret Court and Joker, told Newsweek earlier this year that stepping away from the sport has not been the come down, but a relief. Quote, everyone tells me that it's going to be hard, but I'm still waiting for it. I'm really happy after having played for so long, close quote. Serena won her first major at the age of 17 when she took the U.S. Open. The tournament's most recent champ, 19-year-old Coco Gauff, credits Serena and Venus, saying, quote, they're the reason I have this trophy today. You know what? That elusive 24th, she had a few chances. Yeah, she 2018, did. 2019, she, did. she makes the final of both Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Yeah. I mean, she, listen, she was a dominant player as a teenager into her late 30s. It's you amazing. You rank her ahead of Court and Steffi Graf? Because De I do. Definitely ahead of Margaret I Court. do. Steffi did have the Grand Slam and the Olympic gold medal. Yeah. That year that Serena lost to her Roberta rival Vinci, was taken away. That was year she could have won the taken Grand away, Slam. Taken away, sadly and tragically, her yeah. rival. Happy anniversary, Satchel Paige. This is posthumous, of course. But on this day, 58 years ago, at the age of 59, Paige became the oldest person ever to play in a major league game. The Kansas City A's brought him in to attract fans, and Paige started against the Red Sox, pitched three scoreless, striking out one, gave up just one hit, Frank, to Yaz. Before the game, he sat in a rocking chair while the nurse rubbed liniment on his arm. How about that? Paige is one of the greatest pitchers, of course, of all time, and spent most of it in the Negro Leagues. Cleveland's Bill Veck finally signed Paige at the age of 42. And he went 6-1 down the stretch as the Indians went on to win the AL pennant and the 1948 World Series. You, know, you hear that name, Satchel Paige, is like a mythical figure, like something yes. out of Hollywood. Yes. Unfortunately, didn't get to see him play much in the major leagues. No, but th there's nobody like him now. We needed to see Satchel nobody. Paige pitch against Joe DiMaggio and maybe Mickey Mantle. A lot of people, because it would have been a 25-year career that he had in minimum. Yeah, that rubber arm that he had. Happy trails to a fourth straight game for the Mariners. Seattle's in a tailspin when the games matter most. Last night, they fell 5-1 to one to Justin Verlander and the Astros, who had lost five of their previous six. Mariners starter Luis Castillo lost for the first time since July 14. Seattle's now a game and a half out of the final wildcard spot, with two left at home against Houston, then four also at home against the Rangers to finish the season. You look at Verlander right there. He was dealing Verlander, last night. Man. Went eight innings, third time this year. He's got eight innings. How good is that for Houston as you're getting close to the playoffs? And he's pitching like that. By the way, 256 career wins for Justin Verlander. Unfortunately, he's not going to get to 300. But if you look right now, there might not be any active pitcher that will get to 256. That's how crazy, how much the game has changed, number and one, all, what that 300 wins means. all the players in Major League Baseball. Okay, I'm going to include Otani. But Verlander's the guy who could have played at any time, yeah. at any time against anybody because at 40 years old now, he what, goes eight innings and strikes out eight, gives up three hits last night. We're running out of show. Let's jump to the big finish. Lionel Messi is a game-time decision for Inter-Miami's U.S. Open Cup final tomorrow night. Your thoughts? Playing for a second trophy, I think he'll play. Maybe only plays the last 30 minutes. He'll play, though. I want to hear Blake sailed through six shutout innings, but the Padres lost to the Giants. You got to give him the NL Cy Young now, right? Yeah, especially his, his ERA is down to 225. I got no argument against him. The Padres are so disappointing. Raptors are reportedly the front runners for Damian Lillard. Chances he winds up in Toronto? Well, you tell me. If you're Toronto, I mean, if you're poor, I can get um, Scotty Barnes, yeah. or do I want Tyler Hero? That's what I think yeah. it comes down to. Maybe. Brianna Stewart was named WNBA MVP for the second time. That makes sense? 
It does. Although, Asia Wilson or Alyssa Thomas could have won that award. I'm just saying, Stewie was very deserving, but there was some competition. Wasn't a, wasn't a runaway. Last one, WNBA semis tonight, wings at Aces, Sun at Liberty. Who you got? I'm going to take both home teams. The Liberty better win. Better they win. lost game it's one, fun. and that little dream matchup that everybody wanted, yeah, the Aces yeah. and the Liberty, yeah. might not happen. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's Sports Center. Aces, Liberty still make the final. Connecticut Sun look good. They blew them out in the